Thanks for joining today's call. Uh, this is a perfect call in Industrial BSI 3. Today we have Mr. Nilesh Sathe, a veteran in Indian life insurance, uh, life insurance industry with us. Mr. Sathe was member of IADI from 2015 to 2019, during which period he headed life insurance department along with legal, IT, HR and admin for all, all the four years. Before, before joining IIDI, he was CEO and Director of LIC Nomura Mutual Fund Asset Management Company for a period of three years. Before that, he headed Northern Zone of LIC as Zonal Manager New, New Delhi as in charge of marketing and administration. He held various positions in LIC of India as Executive Director of Marketing Channel, Pension and Group Skills Department, and senior divisional manager of two prestigious division of divisions of Mumbai. He worked with Bank of India and Kendra Bank for over five years before before joining LIC. He brings with him a rich experience of four decades in banking, insurance and mutual fund industry. He has recently been awarded life insurance lifetime achievement award in insurance sector by Quest Singapore. Uh, today's discussion will be divided into three segments. Uh, first, uh, we will discuss the impact of COVID-19 on life insurance sector. Secondly, we will discuss risks emerging in the innovation uh, in the new products which life insurance companies are launching. Uh, primarily, uh, two areas where we have seen very strong growth, protection and guaranteed, uh, uh, guaranteed products. And lastly, we will see possibilities of regulatory changes in the life insurance sector, uh, especially around the health insurance uh, segment. To start with our first area of uh, discussion, uh, uh, sir, uh, how do you see regulatory scenario to change post-COVID-19? Uh, what are the weaknesses which this episode has uh, highlighted uh, for the life insurance sector? And how do you see the regulator is likely to perceive these weaknesses uh, over the future? Uh, over to you. Yes, yes. Actually, uh, uh, it's quite relevant today because... Uh, what we have seen uh, in the month of March that uh, the industry which was growing at a robust growth rate of uh, over 20% in uh, March itself after the onslaught of COVID, the business in March came down by almost 32% in uh, life insurance. And uh, uh, as a result of which the overall growth uh, came down to less than uh, 10% it was in single digit. Moreover, the April figures which are out are also not quite encouraging. Again, there is a degrowth of over 30% uh, when we see the, the business of April. Now, in the meanwhile, uh, as a regulator, uh, IRGA has taken a lot of steps because understanding fully well that uh, under lockdown, people cannot go out uh, to pay the premium and renew their policies. The first thing that was done was... Uh, allowing the premiums to be paid beyond the days of grace by about a month. And uh, later it was again revised to 31st of May. The policies for which the premium was due on 31st of March or before, they can be paid up to 31st of May. This, this was the welcome move because uh, since if the premium is not paid in policy lapses and uh, the insurance coverage is more important in such uh, pandemic. So, this is a good welcome step that uh, was taken by the regulator. One more uh, uh, thing which uh, the regulator looked at was about non-life, that is general insurance, that the motor premium also was uh, the great period was extended by 30 days. They, if the motor uh, insurance is renewed, uh, it will be newly changed even if there was a gap of 30 days. Same was the case with health insurance. One more Positive thing that the regulator did was uh, uh, it gave direction to the insurance companies that no claim, that claim should be refused or declined if the death has occurred on account of COVID-19. Because uh, uh, there were some uh, insurance companies which had a provision that in case the death occurs due to pandemic, the uh, uh, insurance company will not be at risk. But whether you are at risk or you are not at risk, whether you have got such a clause or you don't have a clause, whether your policy conditions are silent on it, uh, IRDA clarified to all insurance companies that there is no reason why you should deny a claim 
difficulties when it comes to COVID-19. That was another very positive step which was taken by the regret. Uh, one more uh, thing which was uh, actually not appreciated by the insurance company but announced by the regulator was that there will not be any relaxation on solvency uh, ratios. And uh, if at all the capital is to be inducted for doing business, it will have to be inducted. There will not be any relaxation on top of that. One more announcement was that no dividend should be declared uh, for the year 20. That is 1920, uh, in view of uh, the situation that has arrived. These are some of the things which uh, were brought about by uh, the regulator, and uh, they really were appreciated by the policyholders, by the customers, and uh, insurance companies also have uh, uh, extended their operation in allowing uh, to these guidelines. Yes. Okay. Sure, sure. So this uh, solvency, no relaxation on solvency uh, requirement uh, for the life insurance companies, do you see some of the companies uh, falling below the minimum regulatory requirement of 150% and because of yeah. that, do you see competitive environment changing uh, in the life insurance space? Yeah, it's quite a relevant question, but then uh, the data shows uh, it otherwise. Out of the 24 life insurance companies operating in India, LIC had a solvency ratio of 1.6%, uh, which was the lowest among the life insurance companies. Uh, there were eight companies which had a solvency ratio of between 1.7 to 2, means again 70% to 200%. Nine life insurance companies had it between 200 to 300%, means between 2 and 3, as we call it. And there were five insurance companies which had a solvency uh, ratio of 3 to 5, meaning 300% to 500%, and there were two which had above 8. This is uh, as per the data published by IIT. And uh, it is reviewed on 40 basis uh, by the regulator. Generally, when business goes up, there is a higher need for capital induction. But as can be predicted, in the near future, the business is not likely to go up. And hence, the additional requirement for capital may not be quite substantial for these companies. This is what is uh, worked out. Moreover, as of now, there are, most of the companies have got the solvency beyond 1.7, except LIC, which is 1.6, but there is no issue on LIC. And uh, uh, you will see from the data which I have shared with you that uh, solvency is not an issue for uh, the insurance companies. Secondly, uh, let us not think that just because today IRGA has announced that we are not going to have a look into the solvency requirements. It's not that they will not have a relook after three months because at this quarter, as I said, it is being reviewed. So, for the timing, I think this issue may be set aside because uh, the solvencies of all insurance companies are well above the uh, required benchmark. Sure, for sure. And sir, the steps that you mentioned uh, are largely short term in nature. Uh, they will, uh, I think, uh, have been uh, done to fail uh, through the COVID-19 episode in the short term. But do you see any uh, any regulatory change uh, post-COVID-19 from a long-term perspective which will have an uh, implication for the life insurance sector? So, to be frank with you, right now there is no such demand from the life insurance industry as such. There is uh, a council of life insurance and normally such issues are raised by the insurance companies through their uh, uh, life insurance policies, just as in case of mutual fund derivation. There is a life insurance policy in case of uh, life insurance. And uh, for long term, uh, any suggestions that is any modification to the investment regulations or capital requirements or from long term perspective, I have not come across any of such things being uh, taken up by the life insurance council 
or by the individual like each other, something like that. Well. But as and when it will be taken, taken up, I am sure the regulation will be looking at it with a positive frame of mind and uh, suitable uh, modifications will happen. Sure, for sure. And uh, uh, with this relaxation of payment of premium, will you see uh, impact on persistency of these life insurance companies because uh, customer is getting two months of uh, uh, relaxation in terms of payment, uh, which may alter his uh, repayment behavior. So, will there be, there could be a chance of high impact on persistency of the life insurance companies because of that? Yeah, actually this relaxation has been given in order to support or help the insurance companies to show better persistence or the customers to keep their policies in force. Because uh, otherwise, uh, because of lockdown and uh, not that everybody has got positive connectivity and he can pay premium online. So, majority of the customers who are in rural areas, they generally have uh, the premium payment by directly visiting the branch of the insurance company's office. Now since because of lockdown that possibility was not there, definitely it would have impacted the persistence. In order to ensure that the policies are kept in force, uh, these relaxations have been given. Means they have actually helped the insurance companies to improve the persistence. Going forward, uh, the impact of COVID, if it's too severe that people lose their jobs and uh, the average income comes down, the contractor comes down, obviously uh, it will definitely have impact on persistence. But as of now, I am considering of a view that it will not get so severely impacted because uh, now in the days to come, there will be some relaxations announced by governments as well, governments, especially governments, state governments, and state governments as well. And uh, uh, though not in all areas, but in selected areas, most of the areas, I will say, other than uh, big metros, the lockdown may have, may be either lifted or may have some relaxation available so that people can actually pay their premiums. Sure, sure. Uh, and the, uh, in the last few months, we have also seen very high volatility in equity markets and uh, debt markets. Uh, and we have seen from any source where a large portion of shareholders fund have been invested in, uh, very, in a very concentrated manner. So, do you see, uh, and I think shareholder funds regulations are quite relaxed uh, because of which some of the companies are able to invest in equities also. Uh, through their shareholders fund. Do you see a requirement to have uh, more uh, stringent regulations on shareholders fund investment? See, actually, IRDA has classified investments into two parts. One is shareholders funds and another is shareholders funds. The regulatory is more interested in seeing that uh, policyholders funds are better protected. All said and done, uh, the investment regulations call them as controlled funds, and these controlled funds are shared as the policyholders funds. The shareholders funds come under the uncontrolled fund, and obviously, since they are uncontrolled funds, they have got more leeway in investments. But again, that does not mean that uh, there are no controls at all. The investment guidelines, prescribed uh, by IRB in 2000, revised in 2016 again. They do have uh, prudential norms of investment uh, which the insurance companies have to follow and uh, if at all an investment gets downgraded or the rating falls to the falls to deal, they come into the unapproved investments. Hmm. Uh, these are all as per the uh, guidelines issued by Reserve Bank of India and uh, ILBA follows all those guidelines. And uh, accordingly, the valuations are to be done and reported uh, as the RBI issues guidelines from time to time. Except that IRD also issues its guidelines based on the guidelines issued by RBI from time to time. Now, the question is, uh, is it that just because 
the shareholders' funds are allowed to be invested to a greater extent in equities that uh, the uh, insurance companies might have taken an aggressive pause? I don't think so. Because all said and done, insurance business is a very conservative business. Uh, unlike uh, the AMCs, which are quite aggressive uh, investment and uh, results also we have seen uh, in the last couple of days as to what happened to the 28,000 crores of cycling temperature uh, of But the insurance companies, by and large, have been very conservative on investments and they do not take undue risk. Secondly, uh, if at all they have shown some aggression in investment of shareholders' funds, what will happen? They will need to compile additional capital if at all their capital requirement falls because of lower valuations of their investments in of shareholders' funds. So if at all um, that situation arises, then they will have to compile additional capital. But by and large, what is my understanding is the insurance companies have not aggressively invested in the key investments even their shareholders' funds. They are definitely not allowed to invest in such risky investments in uh, case of the policyholders' funds. But even in case of shareholders' funds, there are some leeways allowed and possible. I have my own doubts with insurance companies, fund managers, uh, would have taken a call to put this shareholders' money in very risky instruments. But again, as I said, if at all, some companies have taken a call and the investment has been downgraded because of which the uh, assets in the investment come down and they have to pump in additional capital. Obviously, they have to pump in additional capital. It goes without saying. Sure, sir. Sure, sir. Uh, so, but, but from a regulator perspective, they focus more on policy owner funds uh, and less on shareholders funds. Correct. From a risk management perspective. Correct. Thank you. Thank you. Uh, coming to our next uh, uh, segment, uh, uh, we have seen very sharp growth in the protection policy. Uh, we have also see, seen very sharp growth in the long-term guarantee policy. And some of these policies are, uh, are there for 20 years, 30 years. Some of the protection policies are, are protecting customers in 99 years of age. Uh, some of the long-term guarantee policies are giving 50 years interest rate guarantee. So, uh, how is regulator perceiving these uh, uh, these uh, uh, policies, and do you do you think there are risks which are there on the uh, company's balance sheet because of these policies, and uh, uh, will regulator uh, do make any changes uh, in, in, in this time? Yeah. So, this is a concern of everybody because uh, the guaranteed products, if they are giving guarantee for a long period of time. There is always a reinvestment risk because you do not get matching assets which will have such a long tenor. Now, uh, in addition to that, because of the present situation where the interest rates are declining quite sharply, and uh, um, obviously they will be heavily on the entire insurance industry, more more specifically, it will impact the life insurance and annuity segments because in case of annuity, we have seen uh, the lifespan has been increasing and uh, whatever the lifespan was estimated, that is mortality expectation, when the plan uh, was designed, they need to be reviewed time by again. Actually, these are the things which the actuaries uh, every year have to do an exercise of looking at what were their assumptions and what are the actuals. And uh, at any point of time, when they find that uh, the assumptions weigh heavily towards our goal and the income is not going to be to that extent. The first thing that they have to do is withdrawing such plans or withdrawing such products. And it has been done in the past as well. And it will be done in future also. What is important is, uh, we need to evaluate the one 
based on asset liability tenor, means there should not be any asset liability mismatch, to the assumptions and the actual need to be evaluated on a regular basis. And at any point of time, when it is found that the assumptions were more liberal, liberal and the actuals have actually come down drastically, the such liabilities need to be restricted at that point of time. Obviously, whether just because of pandemic it will be done, answer is no. It was done in the past, it will continue to be done in future as well. But as against waiting for a year to be over, maybe this exercise may be directed by the regulator to be done quickly. Maybe by WTO or maybe by infrastructure. Corrective steps can be taken quickly. Ultimately, what happens? That the life insurance companies, because of uh, such long-term liabilities, and since they don't have long-term assets to invest, there is always inherent reinvestment risk. But while valuing these risks, it is already factored in. Means just take an example. Suppose today the interest rate that I'm likely to get, that the insurance company is likely to get is at 6% for 20 or 25 years of security. Now, after 20 or 25 years of maturity, then it will come for maturity. At what rate of interest this security will get invested? Very conservatively, the actuaries will think that it will be invested only at 3% rate of Now, because of pandemic or for some other reason, if we find that it has fallen even below that, obviously there is no reason for these actuaries to continue these products for marketing. So there will be a job, and there will have to be a job. But as I said, uh, this evaluation or the valuation of all these products is done on annual basis, and at any point of time, maybe due to pandemic or otherwise, if it is found that the product is unsustainable, it is withdrawn forthwith. Whether regulator will issue any guidelines, if regulators come to know that uh, there is some laxity on this, how they may come up with issue rights. But otherwise, there is no reason because the business of insurance is a risky business and that is why the risk evaluation is done quite frequently. Sure, to sure. On protection, uh, also we have yes. very sharp growth. Uh, yes. So there if you can share your views. Right, right, right. Actually, to be frank with you, the protection business must grow. No two opinions on that. Because it is the uh, life, life cover that is being given by insurance company. And for investment, there are other avenues of investment as well. There are available. In the past, uh, it was not quite popular. But over the last couple of years, the protection plan has become very popular, especially in case of youngsters and uh, those who understand what insurance is all about. One more thing which uh, uh, actually uh, is dangerous is that there has been a sort competition in the past few years when they found, and the insurance companies found that there is a market for term insurance, that the premium rates have been brought down drastically. Uh, I'm not sure whether you are aware that the term insurance rate for a 30-year young um, normal person in India is much less than what is available in UK and in uh, advanced countries. Now, is it that it is, uh, it, uh, it will continue for a long time? In my opinion, no, for the reason that the reinsurance companies also will step in and say that this is not the rate which at which you can offer currently customers. So when reinsurance companies will increase their premium because of the experience in India, obviously the term uh, premium rate will go up. But as of now, the term premium rates are pretty low and to be frank with you, everybody must have the first choice of buying term only. And from that perspective, even if we have seen that in the last couple of years there has been increasing term insurance business, 
Gender is useful because showing the growth of 200% or 300% on a very small uh, uh, numerator is not uh, quite significant. So one, there is use for quarterly insurance business. At the same time, there is a risk of doing this business because the premiums are pretty low and if they are unaffordable, the insurance companies may increase the premium and the premium may go up. And once the premium goes up, there will be an adverse from the customers also from buying this furniture. So a lot of marketing will have to be done or uh, making the customers buy some product, although they have the premiums might have gone up by 20 percent. But uh, yes, as of now, there is a risk in uh, risk for insurance companies in doing term business. But uh, uh, since they found initially that that the term business is quite profitable and uh, term business doesn't have a long tail. Uh, most of the new insurance companies, I will say, not uh, LIC, but the new insurance companies have focused on uh, term business and as a result of which there has been a phenomenal growth in term, term insurance. So on the term insurance business, how one gets comfort on the mortality uh, assumption? Because the pricing is so low, uh, and despite that, these companies are saying that the product is very profitable. So, how one gets comfort in the mortality assumptions that uh, they are making uh, while, while calculating their profitability? No, that is all done by the actuaries. They did not unnecessarily allow the premium rates to be too low. But what happens, I will tell you. In case of uh, term premium, it is a level premium which is charged. It means the premium doesn't go up even if the age goes up. Obviously, the youngsters are paying higher premiums, but technically their risk of death is low. As a result of which, the profit is generated. Since it is a level premium, say a person from 30 years to 80 years is paying the same premium. Once he starts his policy at age 30, that is what I mean. His premium will not go up just because his age is increasing. How the premium is worked out? The premium is worked out taking into account the mortality at each age. Means how many will die at age 30, how many at 31, how many at 32, so on and so forth, and how many obviously at 80. And you will observe that the graph will steeply go up as the age increases. In the initial years, it will be almost parallel to the x-axis, but thereafter it will keep increasing steeply. Hmm. Now, in case of term insurance, what happens, since the policy is bought by a person of 30 years of age, and he is paying a level premium, which is technically higher than the premium which he should actually pay, taking account his age, the insurance companies, they generate profit. But as he keeps his policy in force for 5, 10, 15 years, then the impact is felt. So the impact is not felt immediately. The impact of these policies will be felt over a period of time and the customer will continue to keep his policy in force for a longer period of time. So initially, these policies do generate profit and that is one reason why most of the insurance companies, they focus on term because they generate big profit. In case of investment-oriented savings, savings-oriented insurance policies, since the initial expenses are pretty high, and the reserves do not get created so fast. Initially, the profit is pretty low, rather don't profit at all for such costs. Hmm. But that is not the case in case of term. Hmm. That is why insurance companies are quite aggressive in marketing the term product. Those who are focusing on profits. Hmm. Uh, but from your uh, perspective, you don't worry about the mortality assumption. Uh, because most the, the, the growth has happened only in last two to three years and the uh, assumptions will get tested only ten years down the line or precisely at that point of time if these policyholders continue to pay their premiums for these policies hmm. then the profitability may get impacted. But okay. not today. Okay. So 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 there, there is a there is an assumption of relaxation uh of there are so many things. And so just moving to the last point uh, that we want to discuss today is uh, 
वी हैव बीन हियरिंग अबाउट लाइफ इंश्योरेंस कंपनी अलाउड टू सेल हेल्थ इंश्योरेंस इंडेमिटी पॉलिसी दे हैव बीन हिस्टोरिकली सेलिंग दो पॉलिसी बिफोर टू थाउजेंड फोर्टीन सो डू यू सी दैट पॉसिबिलिटी टू बी टू बी देयर टू वेर लाइफ इंश्योरेंस कंपनीज मे बी अलाउड टू सेल इंडेमिटी बेस्ड पॉलिसी आई डोंट फोर्स इट वी फाइव केसेज इन द नियर फ्यूचर थर्टी नो Actually, just a couple of days before uh, IODA has uh, issued uh, guidelines, rather changes in the health insurance product, where the life insurance companies are now allowed to sell long-term individual health insurance products for five years or more. It was not allowed earlier. Hmm. So uh, this is one thing which uh, change has been brought about. But then uh, the regulator has said that you can increase the premium only. At an interval of three years, if you find that the experience is not favorable, you will have to bear those losses. You cannot keep increasing premium every year once the premium is fixed. You can do so only every three years. So this is one uh, condition. Secondly, it has been made absolutely clear that the indemnity type of policy will not be allowed to be sold by life insurance companies. Now, since this call has been taken very recently, I do not find IRGA to again review these uh, guidelines quite soon. And uh, as a result of which, uh, I, I don't find any reason for uh, IRGA to allow licensed companies to sell the indemnity product. Although they were allowed before 2014, I am not saying no. But in 2014, what happened after the health insurance was considered as a separate line of business? And uh, the standalone health insurance companies started coming in. Obviously, there has to be some business which should be given to these companies as well. Otherwise, how do we survive? So it was decided at that point of time that life insurance companies going forward will not sell indemnity-based policies. The standalone health insurance companies as well as the general insurance companies which are into medical type of policies will be allowed to sell. Uh, Uh, indemnity-based uh, policies, health insurance policies, and uh, that classification was done. And I think uh, that is quite fair because life insurance companies have got so many products to be sold. Why is it that they should focus uh, only for this line of business? Let let it be uh, with the standalone health insurance, as we call SAHI, SHI, and uh, with the other insurance companies. So I am personally of a view that uh, it will not happen, and it may not happen in the near future. Uh, two questions. One, that is, savings and protection policy. How much do you think that uh, the life insurance companies are dependent on last season uh, for making profit? Be that, uh, as I mentioned in protection, uh, only after 10-15 years does that product become favorable for the customer given its premium. Uh, so, so when we are studying a 300-year policy. Then you think taxation becomes a very key element for uh, reliance, and uh, is this the right way uh, that IIDA should, uh, should should not be worried about this aspect? Okay, this was one question. You had two questions, I think. Right, and the second one was sir, uh, in terms of uh, the surrender charges uh, across products. There has been a slight in the unit link, but. The quality, the non-blink segment will also face this kind of scrutiny beyond the particular content. Good. Thank you. Let me uh, take the first question first. Uh, it is a misnomer or misunderstanding or uh, lack of understanding that uh, lapsation helps the insurance companies to generate profit. It is actually not so, especially in case of savings. Uh, oriented uh, life insurance policy. If at all there is an exception, whatever reserves are generated out of it, and uh, if at all after exception the policy is surrendered, the amount of surplus gets generated in the process goes to the life fund. It doesn't go to the shareholders' fund. Meaning there are. That those who have been regularly paying premiums under their policies, they get benefited because of such last-time surrendered policy. 
It is not the shareholder who gets benefit. So there is one thing which needs to be clear in mind. Mm-hmm. In, case of, in case of protection policies, protection policies are one-year contracts technically. Because if you do not renew your policy, obviously you don't get cover. And in case of protection policy, there is nothing else other than the cover which is granted. So, uh, in case of protection policies, these are actually a sh- uh, short-tail policies where uh, the evaluation of profit is done almost on yearly basis. But I agree to some extent that as these are without profit policies, the term policies are not participating policies. Mm-hmm. They are without profit policies. The profit or loss on account of these policies do go to the shareholders. And as I said in my initial remarks, that since it goes to the shareholder and the evaluation is on a yearly basis, and as the youngsters buy these policies at level premium, where actually their premium as per their age is actually less, but the premium that they pay is actually more, obviously the property is generated. And since it is going to the shareholder, the shareholders means the companies are okay. interested in uh, selling the term profit. This is one understanding which uh, generally people should have that uh, in case of participating policies, whatever profits are generated on account of anything, number one, either by my assumptions being conservative, but my actual uh, uh, results may be favorable, uh, or maybe because of the surrender or the lapsation, which I have assumed while designing a policy, whatever are the changes due to it, all the circular which is generated goes to the share, goes to the policy holders who are in, whose policies are in force. Mm-hmm. None of it goes to the shareholders. But in case of without conflict means non-participating policies, it goes to the shareholders. And term insurance being such non-participating profit, uh, non-participating policy. The profit generated on account of it definitely will go to the shareholder. Coming to your next, next point of uh, surrender uh, with regard to uh, surrender of uh, between uh, the surrender charges of uh, participating policies and unit policies. Mm-hmm. Now, in case of unit policies, Unit policies give you a lot of transparency. It tells you how much charges the insurance company is going to charge every year. In case of bundled products, which we call as uh, participating policies, saving provision, such transparency, one, not possible, and is not there anywhere in the world. This is second. Hmm. As a result of which, it takes a longer time for insurance companies to generate surplus or reserves on account of such policies. So what happened? Initial year, there are, there are no reserves generated. So insurance companies in the past used to say that we will not pay anything to the customer if he has paid premium for three years or less. That was being reviewed by IOG. Initially, there was something called a guaranteed surrender value which was introduced by law of which some formula was given by the regulator and it was made clear to the insurance company that by this formula you must pay to the customer if they are paid for more than two years. Now what has been done in 2016 product regulations, these have been further relaxed in favor of the customer. Now in case of participating policies, if a policy is surrendered even after two years, the customer is entitled for surrender value. Formula has been given and it has to be worked off. So, what was there at the end of three years now has been reduced to at the end of two years. So, this is one uh, relaxation which has been given in favor of customers by the regulator. And regulator will keep on evaluating it and if required, may uh, bring it further down or modify strategy in favor of customers because policy protection is the most important uh, uh, area 
in case of non participating quality the it is only the mortality risk which is taken by the uh, insurance company and its holder the there is no question of investment risk being uh, taken by the insurance company and also the interest rate is to come in as a result of this it is the shareholder who has to bear the loss or the profit if it doesn't go wrong in case of non participating non participating policies the shareholders have to bear the loss and their shareholders funds if this loss is borne through the shareholders fund and if there is a profit it will go to the shareholders only it will not be shared among the policyholders hey एक्सपेन्सेस Uh, what are your thoughts now? Um, how is the regulator thinking? Any any thoughts on that? No, actually, uh, the regulator has specified how the apportionment of expenses should be done in all plans: risk, profit, loss, profit, utility, and asset. Right. I won't call it abuse, but yes, there is a in general there is a tendency to have in, there is non-participating. And participating policy, and the profit on account of non-participating will go to the shareholders. There is a tendency. I am not saying it is happening, but there is a chance of abuse that higher expense loading may be on uh, non-participating policy. Sorry, lower lower expense loading may be on non-participating policy, so that is generate higher concern. But and a regulator keeps on evaluating it regularly. The returns are filed. Questions are being asked that uh, show up. How is it that this apportionment has been done? And uh, it cannot be called as abuse as such, but there is a tendency. I understand. And the last question from my side: In the credit life product, uh, how do you read the uh, commissions that are being paid to the financiers by the insurance companies? Commission regulations. एंड Credit rise in terms of credit rise. This commission is is paid to the bank assurance partner. Correct. But uh, is it being religiously followed? Is the regulator ensuring that it is within the limits of seven and a half percent or two percent per single premium product? Uh, are there ways and means of Being otherwise, frank with you, to be frank with you, if at all any regulations are violated by any insurance company, IRB can even cancel their license. So nobody will do it intentionally. Nobody will do it, and it has been it has been reviewed regularly. And if at all it is found that wrong sale has been done, means you have a single premium product should have been given in case of late life. The annual product has been given. IRBA has even issued a show cause, and there is a case which is going on uh, in the SAT uh, against one insurance company. So misleading is not allowed. Okay, sure. Thank you so much. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you for sharing your insights, sir. Very basic question on the protection business. Uh, as we understand that at least in the next year or so, it is likely that the product will shift 
from say units towards the protection and guarantee products and those protection products do have higher profitability for all the reasons that you explained don't they also have a higher solvency requirement and therefore lower on capital efficiency mm-hmm. uh in general around actually if you sell more of protection you don't need higher commons okay the capital requirement is less because it's not a long term product it's a short term product of course we have iarba has not uh, done any exercise on risk based capital means if the insurance companies are doing more risky business they should have more capital if they are doing less risky business they should have less capital which is there all over the world now may not all over the world i would say but in many countries now like canada singapore uk other countries but uh, iarba probably is planning to implement it uh, from 21 22 or maybe 22 23 now uh, once it is done actually the is there is a company which is doing only protection business let us it may not even need 1.5% of solvency it may need much less if a company is doing only health insurance business it may not need 1.5% solvency it may need much less but if a company is only doing uh with profit in participating business it may need higher amount of solvency but as of now there is no distinction between uh, all this but if your composition of protection business is higher obviously since the capital requirement is less overall you will need less capital that what it means i hope i have made point here yeah thanks for sharing that and the second question is uh, uh, more on you know deciphering and actually this integrating the embedded value if we just look at two simple parts in terms of let's say enforce business and new business and you shared some uh, thoughts earlier that new business for at least for the next short term so let's say one or two years is going to be lower in terms of growth and there may be a component of shift in product mix towards other products which may compensate and there can also be and the persistence on for the enforced business persistence can remain uh, you know seasonable given we won't see a very high impact on the ability towards paying their premium is it fair to say that for the medium term let's say next 3 to 5 years the growth trajectory of embedded value keeping both these parameters in mind in mind can still be towards 20% range i cannot offhand uh, give you any figures but uh, the embedded value is calculated based on so many parameters like persistence solvency ratio there is basically a gmb multiple that is value of the business uh, done Normally, it is uh, uh, it is based on uh, uh, what sort of uh, business product mix the insurance company is uh, selling. Embedded value going forward will definitely not grow at phenomenal rate at which it grew a couple of years before, because uh, the industry as a whole is going to have severe impact of uh, COVID-19 and. Uh, the new business is also likely to be impacted the taxation is likely to go up the persistency is likely to uh, come down and uh, uh, maintaining the required solvency is also going to be a big challenge taking all these into account uh, and not again putting any value to 20 times or anything but the embedded value Uh, of insurance companies may not go up substantially is my take on it. So, uh, firstly, uh, what will be your thoughts on the customer's reaction to the price hike in the term insurance segment? Like, and secondly, you just mentioned that uh, EV may not go up. That's like, say, can COVID-19 
the a uh, sort of a year where uh, the customer realizes that protection is very important and customers may start buying it not necessary next year itself but do you see the adoption fit now yeah um uh, mr udit the fact uh, is that going forward there is huge scope for protection business people will tend to increase their insurance coverage through protection uh, policy whether the premium rates will go up as of now they have not gone up reinsurance companies have been reviewing it and since majority of the term insurance risk by insurance companies is passed on to the reinsurer they will have to listen to what reinsurer is saying almost 70% of the uh, term uh, insurance business is reinsured with the reinsurer so if reinsurer finds that the either assumptions are wrong or number 2 there is a likely increase in the death claim and the cost is coming sustainable they may increase the premium rate and then may increase so okay. i again may increase because it is one of the that is in india it is the lowest as against the developed countries as well question is just because the premium rates have gone up whether customers will shy away from buying term my answer is no it is irrespective of whether the premium rate is 100 or 120 when somebody feels that yes it is something which i need and nobody else is ready to give it other can give it i have no choice but to buy term at whatever rate are available in the market so the elasticity rule doesn't apply to this because uh, uh, it's like an essential commodity this is this is my take on it Secondly, on EV, what you have said, yes, the embedded value may not go up. So, uh, mainly my concern was, as you highlighted, that the embedded value may not go up next year. Is it largely because of persistency in the unit segment, or you have got concerns in other segments as well? No, no, not just unit. All segments together. Okay. So, do you think the persistency will drop even in protection? Consistency will not drop much in protection for two reasons. The premium also is comparatively pretty less. Okay. For policy. But and secondly, if at all somebody doesn't pay the premium, the policy lapses and he is without cover. And again, if he wants to take insurance, then again he will have to pay premium based on his present age, which may be higher. Got it. Got it. So it will not be uh, the lactation may not be that high in case of all. Got it. And thirdly, last question from my side. You spoke about a reinsurance premium high. So is it? It will it be in your sense different? It will be different uh, with different players. But do you think it is more for a particular player like HDFC Life, less for a I Crew, something like that? Uh, obviously, because. It is not that everybody's claim experience is same. Reinsurance companies will increase the reinsurance premium only in case of such companies where they find that the claim uh, outgo on account of uh, such heavy risk has gone up. Okay. It will vary from company to company, so it will not be identical for everybody. Even today, it is not identical. It's not that the reinsurance premium is same for all insurance companies. Okay. So, do you have any sense for whom it will be more and for whom it will be less? <laughs> Sorry, I cannot say that. Secondly, uh, firstly, I don't have study on that. Okay. Secondly, uh, these these are to be looked into by the reinsurer, not by me. <laughs> So one question that uh, during uh, recent times, uh, if we go. As compared to within the term insurance, of course, a new trend has come for the premium payback, which is a little uh, where the people are more attracted to. Uh, can you throw some light how the mechanics work as compared to earlier where the premium was you paid and uh, then the policy uh, uh, got uh, matured? 
uh, nothing was used to come to the in the right, uh, right. uh, folder. But now a particular person came 16, is supposed to be 15 years old. I know. I got you. So, can, can you approve some harmless? Yeah, yeah, sure, sure. Rahul, it is an Indian psyche. When I say that, see, if you die, you, your nominee will get the amount. If you survive, nothing will be paid. He said, what is this? You need away the entire money that you paid. This is not fair. You should refund me something. Because of this psyche of Indians, insurance companies have come out with a plan which will say, okay, if you die, you will get the entire commitment. If you survive, whatever premiums you have paid, all those premiums will be refunded to you at the end of the month. Oh, this is fine. But no insurance company will give you anything free. There will be a loading on the term premium for this additional facility which is given by insurance company of treatment of treatment of Obviously, the term premium, pure term premium, will be less than a product which has got this added feature of pure term plus premium payback. Now, it is for you to take whether you want such type of product, then uh, the premium is already loaded with something, or you want a pure term product. But the fact remains, that Indians in general, they want such type of Indian payback product and that is the reason why most of the insurance companies have come out with uh, such Indian payback products. But, uh, but again, sir, on yeah. the applicable uh, weather, it would be uh, marginally depressing uh, for uh, insurance companies or they will uh, make sure that the uh, work of premium payback, they will ensure that uh, that much amount of price uh, in terms of the premium is there and they maintain the profitability status. Okay. Rahul, these policies will be non-participating policies. What does it mean? Whatever is the profit, it will not go to the policyholders, but it will go to the shareholders. Right. Now, while designing a product, obviously, since there is a demand from the customers and nothing is going to the shareholders but only to the, uh, nothing is going to the policyholders but the profit will go to the shareholders. Do you think that the product design will really be such that it will be for the benefit of the customer or it will be for the benefit of the shareholders? Apply your common sense and you will uh, get to know that it is not advisable to take this premium payback policy rather than taking a pure term policy. But as I said, since the Indians have a psyche that I should get back something, okay, then pay for it and get back your money, no problem. Uh, also, the second question, sir, uh, in recent uh, days, uh, I don't know exactly the day, South Korea is going through the same problem which you mentioned in your opening uh, remarks uh, while having it started and it is that uh, there is even mismatch is such high that uh, the reinvestment rate is uh, means they are completely lost on the area right now and that is why the insurance industry is in, in a big uh, mess. So, uh, how do you think on a solution point of view that will be coming for Indian perspective? Or how the regulator will be doing this issue? Because we have uh, one, two countries which are dealing with such issues. Not just in South Korea, the asset liability mismatch uh, was seen even in UK. And uh, let me tell you that majority of the insurance companies which have failed have not failed because of life insurance risk. But they have failed because of annuity risk, because of their annuity business. Because when they designed the plan, the mortality was at X, the transfer of death at each age, each year. You know? But the longevity increased because of medical facilities and uh, the morbidity risk came down. And uh, as a result of which, the uh, uh, annuity business became unprofitable, but since it is a guaranteed annuity which is to be paid for life, the insurance companies have no option 
but to continue paying annuity at the specified rate, even if they are entering office, they cannot withdraw it. And the long-term assets, like government security, we used to get government security of 20-25 year term quite regularly. Now, RBI has almost stopped using 30-35-40 year uh, long-term security. Now, where is it that insurance company will make So, as a solution, I'm pursuing a that we should set up with the Reserve Bank of India, we agent insurance companies, and asking them to leave their government securities often longer taken, maybe 30, 35, 40, but still, the risk of asset liability mismatch will not go away. But Thank you to all the party for joining and joining us and uh, giving us uh, uh, such insightful uh, comments on that. Thanks a lot, sir. Thank you very much.